just focus on our first reading and our responsorial psalm. It's kind of exciting. We're beginning right now the uh, book of, <coughs> of Revelation, which is a little bit uh, rare here because usually our first reading is from the Old Testament. Uh, so it's um, actually, no, that's not necessarily true. That's true for Sundays, but for weekdays we do draw quite frequently from the New Testament. Uh, but it's a treat nonetheless because it's the final book of the Bible and it's really cool because um, it's got all of these monsters and images and wild colors and visions and all this kind of stuff going on in it. And it's always a, a book that fascinates people, especially, uh, you know, I think it really captures the imagination of little boys, actually. I think young, young men, they kind of, they're, they're fascinated by the stuff that goes on in, in Revelation. But what's interesting, though, is right in the beginning of Revelation, we catch this dynamic of the ancient liturgy, which is we, we continued on. It's been going on for, te- for, for 2,000 years. And that is, it says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud, and blessed are those who listen to this prophetic message. So in our case, it was actually Patty who was reading aloud, and then it was all of the, all of the rest who were listening to the prophetic message. So that dynamic of proclamation and listening uh, was how... The, the, the liturgy has always been done for 2,000 years, but we see it all the way back in the first century. Okay. Um, so we need to listen to the Word of God. Okay. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing the Word of God. That's what St. Paul teaches us in Romans. So it's really important to, to be able to take the Word of God into our minds, and it's going to come in through our ears. Okay. Now, in our responsorial psalm, it talks about the blessed and the wicked. And so it's got the two ways. All right? And this whole idea of there's two ways, good and evil, it's all throughout the Bible, all throughout the psalms. Jesus talks about the two ways explicitly using the, the metaphor of the road. He says, you know, broad is the way, wide is the gate that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way, straight is the gate that leads to life. Few are those who find it. Many go this way, few go that way. So, But we've got these, these two ways. Now, you might think, superficially, that it's easy to discern between the two. You might think, oh, that's a piece of cake. You know, good is good and bad is bad, no big deal. I'll just go down the right way. Well, you know, sometimes it's not so easy, actually. Um, we're fallen uh, creatures, and our, our intellect, as a result of original sin, our intellects are darkened, so we can't always see the truth. And our wills are a little bit bent, and so we have a tendency sometimes to choose that which is selfish and bad uh, over over doing what's right. So it's really actually not an easy process, this discernment between uh, good and evil. It's, it's, it's really a discernment process. It takes, it takes effort and it takes active um, discernment. Well, the main way, though, that we discern between these two is through the Word of God. It's the word of God that instructs us, and so that's why we go back to from Revelation. Blessed are those who read aloud, blessed are those who hear the word of God. It's the word of God that's going to be able to help us to discern the, the difference between those two paths. Because we might be going down a, a path that we think is good, but it's actually really the evil path. Okay, And so that's also why uh, the first psalm here that says, um, the... The man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, who doesn't go down that path of, the, of evil, he doesn't walk in the way of sinners, he delights in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. 
So you see, it's the law of God, it's the word of God that we have to ingest into our into our minds and into our hearts that gives us the ability to know we're on the right path and to continue continue walking that right path. Now, what I, this is a reflection that I have here. I'll just leave you with this: is my my sense of things in terms of history and culture is that back in the day when the Bible was written, it was much more of a oral and oral, meaning A-U-R-A-L, culture. It was a culture of speaking and hearing more so than it is today. Today we're a little bit more visually oriented and text-oriented and reading-oriented. And I think the power of memory for what you hear today has been diminished significantly because of that practice. I mean, we're in church and you can just like, oh, it doesn't matter what he says, I'll get, I'll get in the bulletin. So because you've got that fallback, you know, the listening, sometimes we just, we, it's just it's not that important to us. So I think when the Bible was read in the ancient uh, churches, the people were, they really were listening. They were really listening. Whereas today when the Bible's read, I do think it kind of goes in one ear and one out the other, kind of thinking about what they're going to be cooking for tonight and all that kind of stuff. So consequently, what I would say is that it's very important to read. It's very important to read. I think that's really the only way in today's culture, given our kind of diminished ability to hear, is the way that we can get the Word of God into us is to, is to read it. Okay, So it's great that we're coming to Daily Mass and you're listening and try to listen as much as you can to get the Word of God into us that way. But, you know, I think really it's very important to be reading the Bible and or to be at least reading things that are unpacking the truths of the Bible, different spiritual works, lives of the saints, things like that. That's another way of getting the Word of God into us. Sometimes it's a little more easily digestible uh, that way. Um, I think of, uh, we celebrated, there's a memorial of St. Elizabeth of Hungary a few days ago, and in my own private readings for my office that I do as a priest, uh, it was interesting because it was a section of a diary from her spiritual confessor talking about her um, about her merits and her virtues and whatnot. And it said that she, when she was on her deathbed, she all she did was she was talking with her with her confessor for hours about all the things that she heard in sermons. Okay, so like, but it was back in the day she probably didn't read a lot. So the way that she got the word of God was literally listening to the Bible read in church and then listening to the sermons. I mean, how many people honestly can recount what the homily was after church is done? I mean, I think very few people could actually, you know, two days go by. What did Father say? That, you know, I can't remember. But, but the people in, in the Middle Ages and antiquity, they really remembered it because it was just, it was, that's how they, they um, brought information into themselves. But today we don't have that, that ability anymore. So really, really emphasize the importance of reading. So we should take time every day and we should pray. We should set ourselves before the Lord. And then we should have some kind of, even if it's five minutes, even if it's ten minutes, you should be reading the Word of God and thinking about it. Uh, and, and thereby, we're meditating on the law of the Lord and we're discerning the difference between the, the path to destruction and, and the path uh, of the good.